Hey, this is the Amateur Skeptics. Uh, I'm here with Kimberly and Hello. Mac, and this is Brian, and we're here with our special guest, uh, Susan. And I didn't ask you to explain how to pronounce the last name, but I think it's Gerbeck. Oh, you did it beautiful. Oh, thank Perfect. you. Thank you. Awesome. Like, like you were born to it. <laughs> and uh, Susan is uh, working on several projects, including uh, she works on the Gorilla Skepticism Project, and she's also a member of IIG West. So uh, welcome, Susan, to uh, the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. I'm so great. I'm so grateful that I'm here in Colorado with you all tonight. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I feel, feels great. Through the magic of Skype. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, Susan, tell me, it looks like you, the, the main project that you had asked uh, to talk to us about was your guerrilla skepticism project. Is that is that where you'd like to start? Well, that's probably where I – yeah, that, that makes the most sense. Guerrilla skepticism on Wikipedia. Right. So so what is guerrilla skepticism? Oh, guerrilla skepticism is a phrase that Mark Edward had uh, coined. It means to get down and dirty with, with the woo – Sometimes you gotta, you gotta abide by their rules. You know, you gotta do what they're doing. You can't be nice because people like Sylvia Brown and, and uh, John Edward, they're not being nice. They're not, they're just laughing at us if we're, we're too polite and too non-confrontational. You have to be a little aggressive and sometimes a little undercover. And the Wikipedia project is not a, it doesn't completely follow that in that we follow all the rules of Wikipedia. We are very law abiding and we don't go in and tag pages and run off like the paranormals people usually do to us. But we're, but we do go in and do edits that are non-traditional edits, the, the kind that you wouldn't have thought about. And I can give you several examples. And, um, we do other things besides gorilla skepticism on Wikipedia, but that's the phrase that took over the name of the group and that's what we're stuck with and it kind of has a nice sexy ring to it so it, we like it it does so it's essentially what I, I mean i guess i want to say almost trying to be as much in their face as possible we're, yeah so yes we're trying to we we have several goals one is to improve the pages of our skeptical spokespeople because when they are in the media's eye they are going to be getting hits on their on their um wikipedia page we know that if somebody Oh, I don't know. Is, uh, Phil Plate, let's just say Phil Plate, he's in Colorado. Mm -hmm. If, um, Phil Plate does a special on TV, um, we know, and I can see the stats that the next day when the show is aired, that he's going to receive a spike in his Wikipedia hits. So we know that, um, and this has been proved many, many, many times. We know that people are going to Google or Yahoo or whatever and putting the name in the, com in the computer and they're coming up with, the Wikipedia link. It's one of the first hits they get and they want to know, is this person reputable? Who is, where did they get their education from? Or what is, you know, how do you, you know, whatever they want to know. And that's where they're going. So we have a project called We Got Your Wiki Back. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to improve those pages so that when America or worldwide goes to Wikipedia, that they're getting the best we can putting out the best foot forward for Phil Plate. We're, we're presenting him in such a way that he looks respectable. We're not mm -hmm. hiding anything, but just cleaning it up, keeping it current, good photos, um, making it so that when they look at him, they say, wow, this is guy somebody to respect. Oh, shoot, look at all this other stuff he's done. This is, this is somebody who's important in the community and somebody I, whose opinion is important and he's respected because what we found in the past is People either don't have Wikipedia pages or they're like trash-filled vacant lots. You know, look like a bum right. sleeping in one corner. Is it isn't part of what, what a part of what you want to do 
is make the pages as, as fact-based as possible and as clear and accessible as possible. Yes, and interesting because sure. we don't want to write those dry pages that people read maybe the first paragraph. I would like them to go into it and go, wow, this is interesting, and they read more and they read more and they read more, and they follow the links that we leave on there, and a lot of the links are to podcasts to interviews they've done, to skeptical projects that um, maybe people didn't know about. And it gives us, I call it spreading the skeptic love. Because if, if you've got the page in a interesting, written in an interesting way, then hopefully they'll go and read more. And I'll give you a quick example. Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, he, we just, re- his page is in really good shape. But I don't know if you've heard of a project called Penny for NASA. Yes, I have. So we're trying to write their Wikipedia page, but they don't have enough notability yet. But we have it started, and it's just sitting there waiting for the notability to come. But what we were managed to do is on Neil deGrasse Tyson's page, we have a whole paragraph on Penny for NASA. And the idea is, is to give that project more credibility and more more hits. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to get a lot of hits on his Wikipedia page, and we sure hope that people are going to read and find that it's interesting and they'll go and they'll and they'll see the uh, the link. So give me a guess. What do you guys think? How many hits does Neil deGrasse Tyson have? Because I'm about to pull it up. In total? A month. A month. Views. How many Views. views do, does Neil deGrasse Tyson's Wikipedia page get last month? 30,000 a month. 5,000? I'm going to say 30. 30. Kimberly? Yeah, I was going to go somewhere between 20 and 30. Boy, you guys are off. Uh, They got a, he received, this is one month, last month, 147,649 views to his Wikipedia page last month. 150,000 views. So. Price is right rules, Brian won. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I did. I won. So you can see the power of Wikipedia. So people are going, and these are not. They're not necessarily skeptics. These are science enthusiasts or people who've seen him on uh, on the seen him on the TV and wondered, "Wow, who's that? That's a sexy looking man." Well, and that's I think mm-hmm. very important because we have a tendency as the skeptics movement to to preach to the choir, right? And and I and typically I say that's okay because we need to I guess build our base. We need that we need to build that infrastructure so that and then branch out from there. But I think that with your project in particular. Wikipedia is not dominated by skeptics. So you yep. can, so you have a much broader outreach than you like even our podcast does because we're preaching to the choir and we know that. Well, that, but that's why I'm here is because I need people to help with my project. And not only I need, how do I say this? Neil deGrasse Tyson is going to, his page is going to take off like, uh, like a rocket because when Cosmos comes out, he's going to be everywhere. And not only him, but Carl Sagan and all the things that they're associated with. So every single one of those people's pages needs to be in top, perfect condition. And not only in English, because guess what? The most of the world does not speak English. They need to be written in all the languages. So I have 17 languages that are working with me right now. I'm about to get Romanian. And um, we're rewriting these Wikipedia pages when they're done in really good English. I mean, you know, when the English page is in good shape, I have people who are translating them and into the language and so that people around the world can look at those pages because what i told you that 150,000 hits that's only english he's got pages in polish and portuguese romanian russian i mean italian german spanish and we need to make sure that those pages are in awesome shape too because the rest of the world is getting their information from america and if they don't have some, you know, way of going to, um, you know, they want to, they want to read about it in their own language. And 
that's so I need people who can translate and and do that as well. So I'm not only looking for English editors, which I need more. I need them in other languages as well. That's really and with and with Wikipedia especially being that open source kind of stuff. How much pushback have you gotten as you've targeted pages? Do well, you, are there other people kind of trying to undo your work or anything like that? Well, Kimberly, it's a good question, and the answer is very most likely no, because um, the really high-profile pages like homeopathy, Scientology, Mormonism, um, astrology, astronomy, not astronomy, astrology, uh, acupuncture, those kind of pages are extremely well guarded by people who are on Wikipedia editors that are um, not on my team. Um, and so when somebody tries to make an edit to those, then it's taken off pretty damn quickly because um, those pages are kind of set. If you read the homeopathy page, you'll see that it is, they call them in the first, uh, the first lines, call it um, a scam. We've got quackery in that first word, first paragraph. We've got Homeopathic, oh, homeopathic remedies have been criticized as unethical. They said, I like this one. Scientific research has found homeopathic remedies ineffective and their postulated me mechanisms of action implausible. And it's a sham. So in the first paragraph, we've got it so that, dang, somebody comes to the Wikipedia page for homeopathy and they want to see what is this thing that their coworker has been talking about or, you know, somebody's always preaching this homeopathic crap to me. I don't know what it means. I think it means something that has to do with natural herbs or something. People are able to, to go in and within the first paragraph, if they read nothing else, they're going to know this is, this is a sham. And anybody have any idea how many hits homeopathy would get? Well, Neil deGrasse is getting at 150. It's got to be even higher. I'm guessing about a million. No, that's great, but but no, it's 143. So 143. Neil deGrasse Tyson oh. got him last month. So, so so he's about tied with homeopathy. Yeah, but so they're just <laughs> as effective as. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knew that. I haven't looked at those three pages in comparison, but yeah, I, I'm surprised. But homeopathy is getting over 100,000 views a month, every month for years. And if you look at homeopathy in other languages, because you can, I can see the stats. You saw how quick I can do it, just in seconds. Yeah. Everybody who's on my team, they they use this tool. It's so simple. But if I wanted to go to homeopathy, oh, I don't know. Let's see. If if I went to homeopathy in um, Farsi, which is a, um, you wouldn't think there'd be very many. They may get the term homeopathy might get three thousand views, which is nothing until you look and you see that it is ranked at one of the highest. Uh, viewed pages on Farsi Wikipedia. So it's, I guess it's just saying that there's not a lot of articles in Farsi. So, um, or Hindi or uh, Punjabi or whatever, you know, they're, they're looking at it and it's one of the most hit sites hmm. on, on their thing. So somebody in, in um, the Middle East might need to know what homeopathy is and they want to understand it in their language. So they need to have some place to go to well, and, and we're educating them. One of the things about the homeopathy site though, is the list of references is pretty extensive. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. one of the, and that's probably one of the reasons that it doesn't change very often is because this is our, somebody's already gone through painstaking work to cite the references and, and make sure that, that it's, that it's all well put together. Right. And I put on several on there too. The 1023 campaign. Um, I think I've got some stuff on there. We've got, uh, public opposition. Yeah. So I put, the public opposition section, I put a lot on there. And if you look through the, that area, which most people probably won't even go to because there's, what is that, too much, too long, didn't read? It's too much on there. Yeah. 
Um, but I have the 1023 campaign on there and a link to that. I have videos on the 1023 campaign. Um, there's a whole bunch of references. So you're 100% right. A lot of people, there's too much on here for somebody to, to really read, but it's there if somebody really wants to, and it's not going to be changed very easily. Pages like this, I'm not asking new editors to come in and change because it's too difficult. You need somebody who's a lot more senior, who has a history. But th these are just, you know, five or six pages I've mentioned. There are thousands of pages that need work and probably hundreds of pages that we need to build that are in our skeptic community that are important to people because they may not be going to the homeopathy page, but the 1023 page needs work. And then all the people who are amoxis, amoxis, oh, somebody else say it for me. The, the homeopathy drug that they use for flu, it's OC. Oh, yeah. I page needs work. The boron uh, page needs work. That's the Wikipedia, the people who handle the homeopathy product. That page needs work. Right. So the ones that splinter off of there, they got to be in good shape. And there's where the work is, is that there's so much that needs to be done that is not the main page because you're not going to be able to go in and change the homeopathy page easily. It's, it's, it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be done. It's done. Right. So, so what kind of pages are, are, are you looking to build? What, what, what kind of projects do you have? Um, well, okay. We talked about the, we got your wiki back project and the list for that is extensive absolutely um, crazy the things that we have that we need to get done the, our to-do list and I want my editors to only work on things that they're interested in and they enjoy and earlier we talked about Rick Duffy who's um, one of my editors and he's also you guys well known to you guys in the Colorado area he's a fabulous editor and he's put together many pages that are Colorado centric so he built he built um, uh, the Brian, Brian and Baxter page. Right. He also made the page for um, Jeff Peckman <sighs> and um, what is his friend? Stan Romanek. Stan Romanek, yeah. Oh, yeah. don't talk about Just, Stan Romanek. <laughs> well, we've got pages for him because when these people are in the media's eye, and they are, I think one of them just was in, did a special or did something the other day. Um, God, which one was it? Was it Peckman? I don't know. Romanek is always doing something. Um, I don't. I'm, Peckman just did something. Rick was telling me about it. And so what happens is when they're on the news and people, you know, they're on the news. When they're there, somebody's going to say, who is this guy? Is he nuts? Is this a joke? Is this a parody? What is this? So they're going to put his name into Google and they're going to get his Wikipedia page. And when they get his Wikipedia page, boom, they say, oh, this is a nutter. I get it. Okay. Oh, gee. And that's He's how like you... a crazy person. I understand. Yeah. So, but they wouldn't have got that information if we didn't have a Wikipedia page made for him with all the information about the person on it. They... So we do paranormal pages too. We also take paranormal pages written by, it looks like the psychic themselves. And we take that page and we either get it deleted or we get um, the facts on there. And that usually means all the psychic part is missing. Um, they say they've all say they've solved crimes. They've all worked with law enforcement agencies and they've all solved crimes and they all say that. And so we go in and go, oh, really? Where's the reference to that? Uh, that's out of here. Oh, where's the reference to that? Oh, that's out of here. Oh, shoot. We're left with, you know, their name and their birthday and where they went to school. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to delete the page. <laughs> hey, uh. Susan, mm -hmm. if you need an illustration for Stan Roman. <laughs> no, we don't want to put an illustration up. We were talking about it. We well, I've, to... I've got a good one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it has to be released to uh, 
has to be released to Wikimedia Commons. So you can more than welcome to load that puppy up. And if we like it, we'll, we'll use it. But we haven't used anything. We haven't uh, put a picture up because we don't want to give him that kind of recognition. We, we actually did a podcast all about Stan Romanek. You do? And oh. I did an unflattering caricature of him in my artwork. <laughs> One might say I eviscerated, I eviscerated him in ink. Oh, my goodness. So let me look. So what do you think? How many hits does Stan Romanek get? Oh, we do have a picture of him up here. He does look. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, but I'm going to guess 50,000 on Stan Romanek. Well, you guys are really aggressive here now, aren't you? I know. Well, now we are. Now after the Mike Tyson debacle. I'm I'm going to go with. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm sorry. Not Mike Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't think Neil deGrasse Tyson's ever actually bitten somebody's ear off. Uh, nor, nor does he have the interesting facial tattoo. I think he would go for it if it was one of those uh, uh, hoax hoax deniers. You know those those people who say we haven't been to the moon. I think yeah. he could take them on. What do you think? <laughs> Taking you out. So what do you guys think? What are we at? Fifty thousand. That's I'm going fifty. I you're going fifty thousand. It's probably I'm actually going to lowball this yeah. one. I'm going to go twelve thousand. Twelve thousand and one. Oh, <laughs> oh you really are going oh. prices right on this, aren't we? <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to break this to you, but he get he gets two thousand two hundred and twenty six views. So hardly anything. I'll bet you every one of those was me too. Uh, by, uh, <laughs> by by prices right rules, I, that actually means I get Stan Romanek. Oh, there you go. So now he gets about forty views a day. So hardly anything, but. I don't, I want these pages written. I don't care if they get four page views a day. I want them written and in good shape and it's a way of building your skills. But Stan Romanek, who normally gets, what I say, 40, 50 hits a day. Well, on March 30th, I don't know what he did, but he got 263 views. So he had something going on in the media. These stats are off like about 24 hours, 36 hours. So I don't know exactly, but I know that he was somewhere in the media's eye or right around the very end of March and he got 263 views. So that's what, 2000 uh, percent. Isn't that right? Yeah. Say if you hit about 50 and then he's about 250. So that's 2000 percent up in his views. And that's 263 people who went to his page and found out who he was and and um, so on. So not only do we want to do the paranormal pages, uh, we also want to um, we also want to do pages on our conferences. And Rick Duffy um, did this skeptic camp page. And that was really awesome. And that made me feel so good because skeptic camp um, is a Denver thing. Yep. Invented by uh, Reed, who's a uh, friend of mine. Yep. And um, skeptic camp is done such a good job of, um, you know, outreach and we really want to get more publicity and this is one way of doing it. And they're getting about 200 views a, a month, which is hardly anything, but it's still there. It's it, when it's up, it gives you prominence and that this is, you know, a legitimate thing and, and so on. And at TAM last year, I guess you guys all know what TAM is. Like, do your listeners all know what TAM is? I, I would imagine that they do the amazing meeting. Yes. Right. Yeah. So at TAM last year, I spend all my time in the hallway. I don't really go and listen to lectures. I've been doing this too long. I, I, I want to see what's going on in the background. Reed walked out of TAM and he was awarded the uh, James Randi Award for Skepticism in the Public Interest. And he walked out with his award and he was totally stunned. And I said, oh, wow, Reed, what, what's that? I didn't know he'd go, he received it. And he, um, I said, here, hold it up. Let me take your photo. And he happened to be wearing the Madrid skeptic uh, uh, skeptic camp shirt just by accident. And so then I went and I came home from, um, 
Tim and I uploaded it. And now if you look at the Skeptic Camp page, there's a beautiful picture of Reed holding his award from the James Randi Foundation with the e-skeptic, um, with his Madrid Skeptic Camp shirt on and it's giving publicity to read there's a skeptic camp 2011 photo up there of the banner that i took from fort collins when i was there and i met you brian so and several of you guys so it's so the photos we take i need people who also will take photos and get them uploaded correctly and let's get these photos into wikipedia it makes the page more interesting it makes people more involved because it's just cool and then Speaking of which, my um, Spanish team translated the page. So now Skeptic Camp has a page in Spanish. And there's Reed's photo and everything else, all the photos that were on there. And so people who are who speak Spanish can get all their information about uh, Skeptic Camp on uh, Wikipedia. And it's because only because of this project. This didn't happen before I started this project two years ago. These are all my editors and doing this. And they're they're awesome. They're just so awesome. But there's so few of us. Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> well, this page that that is a good picture of Reed. You saw it? Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. I took. I I am a professional photographer by. That's what I do for a living. I have no computer skills other than what I picked up. Just trying. I did not know how to edit Wikipedia. I I'm self taught. My editors, most of them, are much more skilled than I am. That most of them are IT people. A lot of them are IT people, and so they teach me so much. But I did not know what the heck I was doing when I started doing this by a trade. That is what I do for a living. Is I'm a professional portrait photographer, but I specialize in people who do not want their portraits taken, which are mainly children. You'll see that I don't do the art, fine art photography. I do the stuff like you're looking at there with Reed. Just something that is just a normal guy who just happened to receive a award. He's standing right there in front of me. And I said, snap, you're done. Okay, move on. Congratulations, Reed. Let me upload this darn thing. That's what I do for a That's great. Uh, Susan, just a side side trip here. How much of that is luck and how much of that is a practiced eye that you managed to get that nice of a picture? Well, I've been I've been a portrait photographer for 31 years, so I'm sure a lot of it is um and I don't do Photoshop or anything like that. I don't know how. I guess it's just years of of skill and I don't think there's anything super special about it. I just and I probably only took one image. I probably maybe took one or two shots. I'm not one of these people that goes click 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 click. No, I just stand them right there, take the picture. And it's just I guess it's just years of working with children. You okay. you only have seconds to take a photo when you you've got a you know a two year old running around. So you get the photo and you move on. You don't have time to, to well, deal with it. But it is you, working like. with Reed different than working with a child? <laughs> <laughs> He's much taller. He's much taller. Okay, there we go. <laughs> but it's a really nice picture of him. He was upset at me because he says I didn't shave. I'm like, oh well, <laughs> you should have shaved, dude. But you know. To us, that's Reed. I love it. I yeah, think no, that's, yeah. He looks fabulous there and he looks so happy and he's not a big teethy smiley kind of guy. He just, that's the kind, he's probably listening too. I bet you anything Reed's going to listen to this. He, he very well might. I, I, I don't know if he listens to us or not, but I, I, next time I see him, I'll, I'll let him know that I called him a child. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, Reed would make three listeners then. Yo, okay. Yes. Well, so okay. like I say, I don't know, you know. He well, might hey, be. when this podcast comes up, I'll have it all over my social network, and, and that's cool. So you'll get some listeners from my group, you know, because people are really people are really into this project. Oh my gosh, I have had so many compliments from the elite, I, if you want to call them the elite, if you want to say it that way. The people like the DJ Grothy loves this. Ray Hyman, oh my gosh, he thinks he's called this the most important project out there. 
today. There is nothing else. I have, um, I've heard from people in, um, um, Germany. Uh, Massimo Polidorio is totally behind this. Um, I've got so many people just saying, you know, this is it. This is so important. This is, we've got to get behind this project. We need to find Susan Moore editors because this is it. And, you know, if you listen to Tim Farley, which I, we all do because yeah. I, I hang on his word. He's the man who started me on this project, um, two or three years ago. And I just said, okay, I'll take it. This is mine. I called Debs and then I went forward with it and he's moved on to the things he's got to get done because he's, he's a busy guy. He's got so many things. His mind has just got all these projects. But, you know, for people who are listening who are thinking, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe I want to start another podcast or start a blog or something like that. It's like, no, I need you. Come on now. Let's get to where people, we're changing real minds. We're not speaking to the choir. We're talking to about people who, the example I give is, like I said about homeopathy. You got somebody who's maybe started taking homeopathy and they kind of feel better, you know, the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. And, um, or their coworkers trying to push it on them or their mother-in-law or whatever. And they don't really know what it is. They're not going to go to medical journals. They're not going to, they're going to ask their friends. They're going to find the Wikipedia page and that's where they're going to get their information. They're going to this- Google it. Yeah, they're going to Google it next. They're going to get the homeopathy page on Wikipedia because people go to Wikipedia because we know there's no pop-ups. We know there's no ads. We know that it's a it's a easy-to-use site that they're comfortable using because they've used it for everything else from cooking recipes to bowling scores. So they know how to it works with these little blue links. You click on that and you get more information and, and you go to another page, you know. And so um, we know that Wikipedia is the fifth most popular internet site in the world. That is it. It is, that is it. I don't know who's more, but I know it's the fifth most popular viewed page in the internet. And we know that uh, people are getting their information from us. If somebody's starting to change their mind, they've maybe been in a religion that was restrictive and they want to know more about it. Mormonism, for example, or Scientology. They, they're, they know something. They're starting to get to a point where they know something's kind of, I don't know about this. This is kind of wrong. Something's going on. I, I, I have some questions about it. They're most likely going to go in the in the comfort of their home, in their privacy of their home. They're going to go to Wikipedia to look and find out the facts behind whatever it is. And there's a very narrow window when a person's ready to start changing their mind. Right. And when they start to do that, we need to be there for them with a well-written page with links to better articles because Wikipedia is just very general. We need really good links for them to go to to be able to say, oh, and watch videos of these mass um, suicides, which they can do. You know, the overdosing that we did, the 1023. Right. They can see all that. The first uh, number one website on the Internet is Google. Number two is Facebook. Number three is Yahoo. Number four is YouTube. And number five is Wikipedia. Thank you very much. I've just been exonerated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Of course. So that, uh, thank you for clearing that. But I was thinking it might be uh, Bank of America or something like that, you know. <laughs> this is according to eBiz MBA. Very interesting. I didn't know that. So, yeah, I didn't know what the other ones were, but that makes total sense. YouTube, Facebook, Google. So we're bigger than Google. We're almost as good, big as Google. Does it tell you how many hits they are? Uh, Google is um, 900 million. Oh. Facebook is 700 million. Yahoo is 500 million. Uh, YouTube is 450 million. And Wikipedia is 350 million. What was What was YouTube? Uh, YouTube is 450 million, so a million more than Wikipedia. Uh, so okay, and this cool. is as of April 2000, uh, April April 1st, uh, 2013. 
So, you know, why aren't people editing Wikipedia for me? Why are they not on this project? Why, what is, what's going on? What are you, what is everybody waiting for? It's, it, you can do some of these edits in 20 minutes on your lunch break. They're, they're that easy to do. So I'm like, okay, you guys, come on. We need to, we want to change minds. We want to be not speaking to the crier anymore. We want to be, you know, making a difference in the world. So, Come on! And the the right. budget point is right as well. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything except for your time and your research and your effort. Yes, and you don't even have to do research. I have this. The, here's okay, Kimberly. That's a good one. Here's what I advocate, and this is so easy. Now think this over. I say everybody should edit backwards, and what that means is you find an edit, you find a source, something that's on your Facebook feed right now, a study. Um, an announcement, something that is coming from a reputable, notable source like the JREF or something from CFI or something from Nature Magazine, or it even could be something from, oh, Ottawa News. Ottawa Newspaper just ran a thing about Jenny McCarthy. You guys know who Jenny McCarthy is, I hope. Oh, yes, we do. Mm -hmm. okay. oh, yes. This newspaper in Ottawa had released that um, Jenny McCarthy was going to be doing a, going to be the main speaker for a cancer fundraiser. It was a fitness thing. Do you guys hear about this? Did not. No. no. Well, these are the kinds of things that go around your Facebook feed. So anyway, here she is. She's going to be doing this bust a move is what it's called. It was a fitness campaign and she was going to be the main speaker. They hired her. So what ended up happening is people in her, the people who, People ended up complaining a lot. I guess they went to her Wikipedia page and, and then the body count page she has on her. And they found out who she was and her anti-science viewpoint. So they got really upset and they went to the foundation who hired her and said, no, you can't have her as a speaker. This That's just wrong. So they fired her. Well, they bought her out. They ended up having to pay her an undisclosed amount of money to get her to not be their speaker. This is a, this is a you know, Jenny McCarthy didn't need the money. But they they had to pay her out. And she announced on her Twitter feed that she had a scheduling conflict, which is why she couldn't go. So this all appeared in an Ottawa newspaper. What one of my editors did is I took the newspaper article. I said, hey, you guys, who's got time to do this? So one of my editors went to the Jenny McCarthy page and he put that uh, two or three sentences on Jenny McCarthy. And if one of you guys wants to go to Jenny McCarthy's uh, Wikipedia page and go down towards the bottom, you'll see, I think under controversies, two or three sentences about what actually happened. So that her readers, her viewers will, will get the real gist that this woman, you know, she's, you know, what happened to her. And, um, she, this is kind of the thing that we do. That is gorilla skepticism going into places that are non normal places. She gets over 170,000 views, by the way, each month. Um, she's one of the top ranked views on in traffic on English Wikipedia. So we need to have a really well-written page for this woman. I mean, because where else are you going to get your information about her? Ginny McCarthy is an example that took my editor maybe 30 minutes to do from top to bottom. They edited backwards. They started with a source that would normally have just been on your Twitter feed or your Facebook feed and turned it around and turned it into something that 170,000 people can view every month if they read that far into the page. Anybody right. see it on the page? Yeah, it's right down there. It's, yeah, uh, it's pretty yeah. much at the very bottom. Read it out. In early 2013, the Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation dropped their plans to have McCarthy headline their Bust a Move, finger quotes, charity fundraiser because of criticisms. And I see that each of these has citations uh, for using her celebrity status to promote views considered dangerous by most of the medical establishment. While McCarthy posted on Twitter that she had to 
air quotes, pull out due to a, quote, taping conflict. The event organizer, Linda Egan, stated that they had to, quote, negotiate a financial settlement with her, bracket, McCarthy's representatives to get out of the deal in an interview. All cited. And that's all done by somebody who spent maybe 20 minutes from my team to put that edit there. It's getting 170 views, say people read that far down, every month. And if we had just simply shared that on our Facebook feed, all of us skeptics would be high-fiving each other, um, you know, in Facebook or Twitter and going, awesome, we got rid of this one off of there. But where it really counts is it needs to be in a place where her followers and people who are not knowing who she is, where they can view it, not on our Facebook feed. I mean, it goes up in your Facebook feed. It's there for a few minutes until the next one comes up, until the next one comes up, until the next one comes up. This is where we need to be doing. This is where we need to be working. And it's not hard to do. Just to find the, something that you think should be in there and just get in there. It's not hard, but we teach you how to do that. That's what my team does. Working on your own is a little hard to do. And this is this is a team effort. Somebody's there supporting you and saying, oh, no, write it like this. Oh, no, change it like this. Or here, let me put it on because I'm more of a senior editor. But write it out for me and include the citation and so on. See, that's great. I, I had a little bit of experience in a Wikipedia war at one point on a medical issue. And there were a bunch of us who felt it should be written one way. And we had somebody else who kept, you know, we, we would individually make changes that we thought were, cor we thought were correct and cited. And then this other person who had a different view would go in and change it. And we kept, we had different versions of the page basically on a day to day basis. And it was a whole war in the, in the talk part of Wikipedia. I always go into on, especially like on someone like McCarthy, where you know that there's just as many people who are detractors as who think she walks on water and stuff. And those can be really interesting. And we don't gang up on anything because that's a real important thing because we're a team, but we're not allowed to gang up on pages or anything like that. But behind the scenes, we can sure have a good discussion about how to, one person can go in and handle it correctly. And a lot of people come to me who are Wikipedia editors who've had problems in the past because they were editing by themselves just for the same reason you just mentioned, Kimberly, because it's, it can be frustrating and, uh, you know, what are you going to do? And we'll, we'll look at what they've done in the past and we can see exactly where they made mistakes and how it should have been handled so that it could be something that stays because that McCarthy edit has been up there for a month now early March. So we've had it up and nobody's touched it because there's no grounds for them to touch it. It's well written. It's well cited. And if somebody tries to take it off, we'll just put it right back up. So part of what you're teaching them is what what, what the rules are of, of Wikipedia so that so that posts are being done in, in such a way that they're not being challenged. Exactly. Or if they're challenged, find we may have to, like I did the Bill Maher. You guys know Bill Maher is that. Um, yep. I, don't, I don't watch TV, so I don't really know who this guy was. But I did watch the Jamie and Swiss video just recently at TAM where he talked about uh, the Big Tent. And, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, that video that came out at TAM that everybody was talking about. Uh, I'm not sure that I do. I, I know that Bill Maher is kind of a mixed bag because he, he's so skeptical and, and so good when it comes to religion, but yet he's an anti-vaxxer. So what happened is I hadn't watched videos. So you now, after I'm, after we're done recording, go to the Wikipedia page for Bill Maher and look at this reference and you'll see the video to Jamie and Swiss. So you'll know what I'm talking about. But anyway, Jamie and Swiss came out against Bill Maher being an anti-vaxxer. And he said that, you know, he's a pompous fool and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, oh, I wonder if I could put that up on scientific skepticism page because he had mentioned, uh, Jamie and Smith had mentioned scientific skepticism in his lecture. So I went over there and I added it to that page. And then I said, I wonder if I could put it up on the Bill Maher page. 
this where he calls him ignoramus, you know, pompous fool, and so on. And I thought, I can't just put that up. That's just going to be too much. Bill Maher is too popular. So I went and I found David Gorski had done had some uh, references to him being an anti-vaxxer. Martin Gardner had also done a few things. And Stephen Novella had also come out against Bill Maher's anti-vax uh, beliefs. So I went to my team and we talked about it and they found help find the right resources for me and we put them all together. And so I went to Bill Maher's page and I slammed him in a criticism section and um, I put all their quotes. Martin Gardner said, good thing he doesn't have kids because he'd just kill them off by not vaccinating them and <laughs> stuff like that. Wow. So I put that and then other editors came in and they changed it and they, and they toned it down and, um, that was fine with me because it's it's up and it's going to stay now. So all the citations to Stephen Novella, uh, David Gorski, Jamie and Swiss, and Martin Garner, all those references are still clickable. You click on them and you can go over to the to those read them yourself or watch the video yourself. And it's it's done correctly and nobody can touch it because it's done. You know, editors not even on my team, people outside of the editing team that are re regular editors have gone through and they've gleaned it and they fixed it. And it's it's still got the negativity on it, but they're not calling him a pomp pompous, uh, ignoramus, uh, you know, evil, you know, nutcase. They're just, there's been some criticism about him from these people. So it's giving exposure to our skeptical spokespeople. You know, Gorski and, and Novella are, can get hits um, because they go from Bill Maher's page over to their page and spread the love so that they can get a little more notability and a little more respectability. Yeah, I'm, you know, and Bill Maher's a tough one because there is some issues that he absolutely aligns with the skeptics movement on, and there are other ones where he's uh, where he certainly does not. And vaccines is certainly one of them. A lot of his medical, a lot of the medical stuff he said is, is certainly one of them. But with uh, with religion, most of the time we agree with him. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's just one area. That's not skepticism. Religion is well. Religion is is like uh, I don't know, psychics or Bigfoot or something like that. It's right, but he's also been critical of nine eleven conspiracy people. Yes. Um, so I mean, he I mean he's a, a flawed human being. <laughs> well, he's also a very popular human being. Yes, he's he is. One hundred eighteen thousand views a month. So. 118,000 people are looking to find out something about him every month. So we need to have that out there so that people will go, oh, Bill Maher, great on atheism, but not so great on medical stuff. Yep. So, you know, maybe he's somebody I should take what he says with a grain of salt. I don't know. He's not, he's, he's in the atheism tent. He's in the 911 skepticism tent, but he's not in the medical tent. And face it, there's an awful lot of damage you can do if you're in the medical quackery tent. No, I, I, I think that, that probably outweighs some of these other ones, but I, I, um, certainly, you know, that, that outweighs the skepticism, the fact that he's in this, you know, anti-vax camp, but when, but he's also very hard on conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. And, and so he is somebody that we have to pay attention to. Um, and we can't just outright trash. We need to call him out where he's wrong, but and support him where he's right. And there's a lot of people out there that we have to look at through that type of lens because nobody's going to be perfect on everything. Well, I am, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs>
No, 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 I know, I know totally what you're doing. I'm just a robot that's just going and teaching people how to do this. I don't, yeah, I, but exactly. But this is how guerrilla skepticism on Wikipedia is done. That is an example of working backwards, taking an edit that, wow, you know, it's going around YouTube, this really great speech that uh, Jamie Swiss did at TAM. And then, oh, wow, look what Stephen Novella has written about Bill Maher. And look what Gorski's written about Bill Maher. Awesome. Who's reading it? We are. But that's it. We're the only ones reading it. So we need to get it to where other people are reading it so that it can inform, help them form opinions and they can learn about skepticism. They can learn about our spokespeople and, you know, what what else we have to offer. We're not all curmudgeons and, you know, cynics. No, just <laughs> <No>. me. Just, <laughs> just well, me, baby. Just I mean, me. like James Randi sometimes get a, gets a bad rap as being a debunker, right? But on the other hand, is is that really the problem? Is it is the fact that he's going out and and questioning these things you know, the problem, or or is it that somebody just doesn't like that he's doing it in the first place? And we run into these kinds of problems a lot. Well, the paranormal community sure as heck doesn't like him. No, they sure don't. No, but they don't follow. They don't understand. The problem is, is when you're talking to the paranormal, and this is, happens on Wikipedia a lot. In my work with other groups, I do a lot of other things besides Wikipedia. But it's they don't. The words do not mean the same thing to you and I that they mean to a person who's a believer. It's just you have to. You can't have an argument with them. You can't have a discussion with them until you've just discovered that they understand the same words that you do. Theory, evidence, science, skepticism, method. They don't, they don't grasp these things. They're not, they're not the same. They don't mean the same thing to them that it means to us. So well, how about standards of evidence? You know, I mean, that, that's a big one. No, Putting in place a standard of evidence. No, they don't, they don't understand yeah. what that means. They still think, you know, well, anyway, I'm speculating, but from my, <laughs> what I know in the years in the skeptic, world of skepticism I've been in, this is, this is a problem. You can't debate them until you know what you're doing. You know, you've talked about it. Right, and that and that is a lot of the issues that we've that I've seen with debates in that um, the, that laying those ground rules. Um, you you could spend more time laying the ground rules and the language than even talking about anything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that's good. So we got the guerrilla skepticism. So if if they want to get involved, how, how do they do that? Okay, good question. Everything happens on Facebook. I have secret groups set up for every one of these projects. So I have a world group that has, um, I don't know, 50, 60 people in it that are speaking different languages, but they all speak English in the world group. It's hidden. You can't just go to it. I have a group that is hidden for just English editors. I also have a uh, hidden group for every language, so Spanish, Farsi, Swedish, you know, German, Russian. They're editors that are editing in that language, and, and all the discussion is pretty much going on in that language. So I have hidden groups all over Wikipedia, uh, Facebook. So first off, if you don't are not on Facebook, I'm sorry, but I can't have you on my team. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to have uh, people on Google Plus only, and they have problems with Facebook. That's everything happens on Facebook. Well, so, I think that's okay because because we are editing Wikipedia, and so we've got to set a bar somewhere. If you if you don't have a computer and you're not confident enough with Facebook, Wikipedia might be out of your league too. Right. Well, that's <laughs> true. But some people don't go to Facebook out of principle. Well, I understand that, but get over but it. Get over it. You know, <laughs> just use it just for this project, and that's the only thing you use it for. You don't have to put any personal information or anything like that. But anyway, so they need to understand the project, number one, because I do not have the time to completely educate everybody again when it's all on my website, my blog, Gorilla Skepticism on Wikipedia.blogspot.com. It's all there. 
I've done numerous interviews, written interviews that you can look at or podcasts like this one that explain the project in, you know, good detail. I give you lots of examples. I'm going to be supposedly lecturing at TAM. I'm going to be doing a workshop at TAM. I'm going to be in um, uh, LA doing a lecture, CFI. I'm hopefully to be in Portland really soon in early May. Um, and I will, you can contact me by just my name is Susan Gerbic, G-E-R-B-I-C at yahoo.com. You can email me. Um, but I would like you to go through my blog and learn enough about the project so that I don't have to re-educate you um, on what we're doing. Then contact me on Facebook and say, I want to be in this project and I uh, want to be in your English group. And then I will talk to you. I want to check you out. I want to make sure you're a skeptic. I don't want to have any homeopaths sneaking in or anything like that. And then um, you're checked out. Uh, I'll put you in the group and then you need to tell me what is it you're interested in? Are you, do you want to be taking photos? Do you want to be just doing grammar check? I have people, all I, I need people badly to just go and look over and fix the spelling, the grammar, you know, reword it a little bit, you know, spice it up a little bit. I need people who just do that. They don't have to do any research. They don't have to do any editing except adding periods and, you know, just high school grammar class because I don't do that very well. I need people who can who can caption videos because we have videos and what we want to do is we want to put the captions on them so they listen to the video, they write the they write the captions of what's being said in the video and then what happens is we can translate those captions into other languages so people in other countries can watch a video on Jerry Andrus or Ray Hyman or uh, Jerry uh, James Randi and they can see what's being said because it's written in their language. So we're doing that too. And it's so time consuming and people, I need, I probably have, I think I'm up to 90 editors now and I need 900 editors. I might even need 9,000 editors, but I, I need them bad and I need people to volunteer and that's, you know, we'll help you. We'll do anything you need. I'll Skype with you. I'll phone you. I'll Google Plus with you. I will email you. Whatever you need to get yourself up and training to achieve the goals that you want to do, I'll, I'll do it. I'm willing to do it. And I have a team of people who will help you as well. So what is the time commitment that you're asking? Anything you want. I have people who come in and they're teachers and maybe they have a little downtime in the summer. And so they come in and they edit in the summer. Um, some people will uh, come in and they'll just, like I say, do something on their lunch break. I ask that you follow the, the Facebook threads, you know, because there's conversations going on. Otherwise, you could probably get lost. So you just read and comment and, you know, say, hey, that's a good idea. Or I just thought of it. You know, I know you're doing a lecture. You're doing a, a page on Phil Plate. And I just heard him on a podcast on such and such. So maybe you want to, you might be interested in this. And so they'll just leave the link just to keep caught up. So you would just follow the Facebook conversations and comment once in a while, because we really would like to have your input. And then when you feel that you have some time and, or something's just made you feel very passionate about something, you would go in and, and edit it or do it or suggest it. But sometimes when you're creating a page like Rick Duffy's done, and some of my, most of my editors have created new pages that can take weeks and months to do. So when people ask me, hey, I'm, you know, can you put up a page for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll be right on it. You know, <laughs> just, there's a lot of work that goes into creating these things and we don't put up crap. We only put up a finished product. It is done, signed and delivered and it's been checked over by many people. So it could be, you know, a few hours a week or 30 minutes a week to spending your life doing it, like, which is what I do. And some of the other editors spend a lot of time doing it. Whatever, I don't know. Yeah, okay. That's great. But so now, I, before we go, I also want to, I also want you to get you to talk about IIG. 
Yes. One of my other passions. Yes. Listeners know what IIG is? The I, we've talked about IIG because, you know, I, I, I tried to run the group here in Colorado and uh, that unfortunately didn't, hadn't worked out so well for me. But, but it sounds like you've, you've made some changes and, uh, as far as support structures and stuff like that. Um, but so, so what, what is, I mean, if people want to set up groups, I mean, well, what is the procedure now for doing that? Okay, so the independent investigation just very quickly is located in Hollywood, California, and I live nowhere near that. I'm seven hours, six hours away from it. I'm up in San Jose. I'm in Monterey County, which is really close to San Jose, about an hour from San Jose, two hours from San Francisco. So I'm nowhere near my home studio, home um, place, but I'm a steering member and I've been active uh, with them for a year or two now. And I'm, I'm very involved. So with Skype, email, occasional meetings, I'm able to be very involved in their, in their $50,000, um, challenge. And we've investigated quite a few paranormal claims. So you do not have to be nearby. The internet has made it possible that location is not important anymore. Your location is anywhere there's an internet connection. So let me be clear about that. So the second thing is, is that, um, we have developed affiliates in different cities and we have one in San Francisco, which is two hours from me. And I, I go to the meetings when I can. Denver at one point, uh, Mark Edward and I helped set it up and sadly it didn't stay set up. Um, Atlanta, Georgia, we are trying to get them in Canada. We're about to open Portland, Oregon. And so these affiliates would, would basically be a branch off of the, um, the main hub in, in, uh, Hollywood. And we have, we're about to come out with a new website. We will, we have more support groups, um, ready to help, help you help yourself to, um, you know, encourage you, ask for meeting notes, give you examples, give you advice, uh, people you can reach out to. Um, so we have, we're setting up a structure to more have your back, I guess I should say. And we really were really disappointed when the IIG in Denver did not um, come to fruition. We had great plans for Denver. We were very excited for Denver. And I would love to see, we would really like to see it happen again. So if you're listening and you're interested in the Colorado area and you want to probably try to form again, we're willing to really, really, you know, back you up better. So I would assume maybe they would get a hold of you guys there. If maybe see if you would, um, you know, if you have interest yeah. and um, you would probably get a hold of um, um, the IG in um, Hollywood. And that would, that email will probably come to me. It's info at IIGwest.org. If you're interested in setting up an affiliate in Nebraska or, you know, Wyoming or wherever you're at, uh, Tampa, Florida looks like it's getting interested in doing it. We've been working on Texas for a long time. If you're interested in starting an affiliate, well, first off, be educated. What is DIIG? Uh, secondly, go to have a meetup with your skept local skeptic group and see if there's any interest. See if other people are interested in it and be an advocate and say, you know, I think we're time, it's time to stop bitching about psychics and stuff like that and having skeptics in the pub, which I love, but we need to be active. You know, we need to start doing something. Let's start doing something. And I, and there's a psychic coming to town. I want to, I want to do something with that. So then you would um, talk to your group, see if there's enough information, uh, enough people who are interested and you're going to have to have somebody kind of more or less be, take on the lead role. If you don't have yeah. that person who's willing to do that with support people who are, who are like I am, I'm a, I'm a doer. And, um, you need people kind of like me who are willing to take the ball and go with it and, um, support the leadership. Um, if you, you need people who are willing to follow through on the task, if you got that, then you approach Jim Underdown. He's at, um, Jim, you at CFI 
uh, west.org, I think is what it is, but you can just yeah. Google him. He has a Wikipedia page, by the way. But if anybody in Colorado actually does want to do this, they can, they can contact me and I'll facilitate that. We, uh, you know, I was the chairman. Um, I, I mean, I would support a group, but uh, it needs, a, it needs a new leader for sure. Um, somebody else to chair it and, and, and to lead that and to, and to lead it. I, I, I think we can do it here in, in Colorado. We just need to get the right leader and then put together the right steering committee. Yeah, like I said, I was so disappointed because yeah. you have so much talent in, uh, that area. I mean, I, I've been back there several times. I have many dear friends that are in the Colorado area and I am just, I, it's like oozing with really talented, skeptics i mean look at reed i mean he started this phenomena with skeptic camp just because he just thought oh i can do this and then you've got you know rick duffy who's so talented and he uh he can't lead it though because he's working for me but i think rick is like me a good support person you know we we have some talents you know i mean like i mean i was able to put together the infrastructure that he needed to do his project and so we we have we have some of those kinds of talents, but what we really need is we really need a strong leader to pull it together. Right, and and we need all kinds of people in the skeptic community. Just like I said with the Wikipedia project, I need photographers, I need people who can do grammar, I can do this. The same thing with IIG and all these other things. You've got your ideal people who have comes up with the ideas, but they just do not have the skill or the time or or the personality to manage people. And, and you know, there's going to be disagreements and there's going to be people who follow through and there's going to be people who are trying to go ahead and do stuff without permission. So you got to kind of contain everybody. So you need a yeah. really strong leader. And then people like me and you, Brian, we need, um, you need to be, we're backup. We're the people yeah. who got your back, who support the leader. So. Right. And yeah, like I say, so I, I mean, I do feel like I was not probably not the right person to lead the group, uh, but I did try. And, uh, but, uh, hopefully that there's somebody some, out there that had some good things go on. I mean, yeah, we, we did, did, we did a couple of, of fun projects. Like I said, it's, I, I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of people in Denver. We've got a lot of momentum going on. And I think there are people who are interested in this kind of stuff and would get, would get involved. It just needs to be pitched right and followed through, I think is the biggest thing. It's tough to get the momentum going so that people know that it's going to stay and, and that they can really put their support behind it. I, I 100% agree. So I'm telling you as a steering member of the IIG right now, we are 100% behind wanting, we want Colorado to succeed. We really were disappointed and we feel like we failed because we didn't have the infrastructure set up to support you and to be able to, and to hold you accountable to be saying, okay, what, when's your next meeting? Where's your meeting notes? And, you know, to kind of be that like push in the back of your, your behind to keep you motivated yeah. as yeah. well as, um, you know, have a, have a better structure to, to support you. And that's changing because we rolled out these, uh, affiliates not really knowing what to expect. So we're learning as we go. And, um, and we really want to, um, you know, please, if you're listening to this and, um, you want to edit Wikipedia, contact me. I, I want you so bad. <laughs> it sounded really great, didn't it? Yeah. And, we, and we're not going to edit that either. We're going to, it's going to go just like that. <laughs> I'll dream about you at night. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, um, well, maybe not, but IIG also needs you. And I'm telling you, I'm an extremely busy person. I have, I'm very busy and I can do IIG in two different locations and support and everything else as well as I'm the I am it for the um Gorilla Skepticism Wikipedia project. I have tons of people who work for me who are really awesome, but I am um 
you know, I can manage that too. And I can manage it with tons more people. Plus I have other projects going on too. This is just, this is just the big ones. I have other things I'm doing. So if I can do it, come on, you guys. I know somebody's out there, you know, four or five of you, please contact me and, you know, and contact Brian and, and let's, let's, let's get this taken care of. I mean, I'm so tired of all this bullshit out there. We, it's when you look in the mirror, it's, and you see these people that are putting out this crap, this quackery and all this stuff, you know, what have you done? Come on, quit bitching and complaining, quit sharing it on your Facebook feed, quit tweeting about it and let's start doing something and making a difference and hold these people accountable for what they're doing. They, they shouldn't be getting away with this. You know, come on, come on now. <laughs> I think, I think you're absolutely right. And it, and it really is also people need to understand because you look at it sometimes and you think, well, what, what the hell am I going to do? I'm going to make, you know, this post and it's not going to go anywhere. So I really appreciate what you're saying here and how it's this, collective effort really gets things moving and how you know one person can get involved i also really appreciate the way you're talking about if i if i can say to you look i've got one hour a week that's all you're going to get from me you've got a system in place to put people to work that way i think that's really great i sure do and i'll have you right there kimberly i have some edits right now that need somebody to proofread them <laughs> Or I, you know, I've got a video that needs to be captioned. If it takes you an hour, if you only have an hour a week to, to work on it, well, then so be it. You've got an hour. The next week, do another hour on it. Next week, do another hour until it's finished. And when you're finished, I've got another video for you to caption. And exactly. And, and you'll find that you find the time because you're going to feel so good about yourself when you've when you're done and you've got this done and you're like, it's not like a blog or a podcast where people are giving you high fives and kudos and they recognize you on the street and they're getting your autograph because you lectured or whatever. This is a project that you're not going to get the recognition except probably just in the skeptic world where we're saying, you know, thank you, Rick Duffy for that job. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, you know, Fred, you know, my editors all, you know, Nick's, you're just awesome. All these people who are doing such a terrific job. That's the only way you're going to get recognition is probably from your peers who know about what you're doing on Wikipedia and so on. But, you know, it's not going to be something where you're going to get a Wikipedia page made about you because you're, you know, that. But you are very important as an editor. We just yeah. need lots of you. All right. So we've talked about the guerrilla skepticism, Wiki, or IAG. What else? <laughs> what else do you want to know? We're trying, <laughs> I mean, I've got more projects. We're trying to get this uh, Stan Berlinski guy, uh, the cancer quack down in uh, Texas, who's killing off his patients. People are desperate. They're going to him for, for uh, angioplastic, angioplasty. I can't even say the word. There. Angioplasty. Yeah, he's, no, that's not, doesn't sound right. No? Written the word. I've read it a million times, but I don't think I've seen it. I don't, I haven't heard it out loud. We're trying to get him um, to, to uh, stop killing off patients, desperate people. And then um, Mark Edward is really, do you guys all know Mark Edward, right? Yes, we, we sure do. Well, I do. <laughs> he's um, he's a psychic guy. He's an ex-psychic um, person who um, who's come out and written a book called Psychic Blues about um the behind the scenes of what happens on the, the psychic world. And so he's very active in doing things about psychics, like you know, taking care of chip coffee. Um, you know, uh, Sylvia Brown, we did a protest at Sylvia Brown at Tam last year. It was so much fun. We have the video up on her. I think it's up on her Wikipedia page. Um, if not, there's another protest where, Oh, you gotta see this on, uh, on go to Sylvia Brown's Wikipedia page when you get time and you'll find Mark Edward punked her at the Hollywood Bowl a few years ago. And it was, it's all captured on video. It's so freaking cool what he did to her. And so, you know, 
we do that kind of stuff. John Edward, when he comes to town and, you know, we do this psychic stuff where we, there's ways, we're not trying to get to the audience. We're not going to change our minds. We're trying to get to that person. We're trying to get Sylvia Brown's attention and Chip Coffee and so on and uh, Robbie Thomas and let them know, hey, we're there. And when you appear in our town, we're going to be there and we're going to, we're going to embarrass you. And if you say something, we're going to get it on video and we're going to put it up where people can see it and ridicule you and see that you're an idiot, you know? So we're there to do that. So that's another thing I like to do. That's kind of in my spare time. Well, yeah, I, I, I know that, uh, Mark told a lot of, uh, interesting stories about things that he had, that he had done. So, uh, hopefully what, you know, setting up interviews is, <laughs> it's tough. We've all got so much stuff going on. So I'm glad that you were able to come on and, and speak with us this evening. Okay. And, uh, um, yeah, I appreciate I'm, it. I always think I'm doing too much stuff, but now I feel really kind of lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't put it this way, Kimberly. I was trying to get my master's degree a few years ago and I had to, I had to quit. It was so hard. But I, as I was trying to get my degree, I gave up watching TV and I don't miss it. And now people are always like, Oh, you got to watch this walking dead and this, this, this other show. And you got to watch this. And I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it because all my time is now funneled into activities that is not, um, what's it called when you're just sitting there watching, you know, you're, I'm you're actually, passive. there yeah. you go. I've lost weight. I've dropped 30 pounds in the last three years and I am, I feel better about myself and I'm getting things done and I am not wasting my time watching the TV set. I do not, I don't even know if I know how to turn the TV on anymore. And that, that, that is one of the things that's really, I'm not saying everybody go out there and do it, but I'm saying, you know, if you come home and you're tired and you feel like you got to sit on the couch and watch TV because you're just so tired, well, heck, get a different job first off. And secondly, find out how you can, you can get your energy level up. Probably, you know, lose a little weight and eat better and, and go into Wikipedia and just slam these people. It's the most awesome feeling in the world whenever you get to put this edit up on Jenny McCarthy's page or Sylvia Brown's page or Vasula Ryden or all these people. You're like, <laughs> you know, it's powerful. Yeah, sure. And then there's certainly a feeling of accomplishment, you know, yeah. to doing that kind of stuff. Everybody thinks it took you hours and it took you 15 minutes, you know, that's even better. <laughs> then you go brag about it on your Facebook page and everybody goes, oh man, oh my God, that's awesome. So, you know, it's fun. It's it's a good yeah. feeling. And you'll, like I said, you'll, you'll live longer, you'll be happier, your health will improve. So, you know, turn off the TV and go do something worthwhile. Go pet your cat. Go mow your lawn. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, not order. Yeah, I I don't watch that much. He somebody had to explain to me who Honey Boo Boo was the other day. I'm like, like I've I, never seen it, but I've heard the name. It's exactly. Just, I think I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of know who it is. Yeah, isn't that great? It's a nice, isn't it nice, Brian? Don't you feel that you haven't been missing out when you oh, find no, out? Oh yeah, some yeah, and somebody tells you about a stupid commercial. It's like I I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I no clue. I'm, I'm like, but you know what? It is really weird to be in that world where everybody's just like trying to get you to watch it and do this, and you're like, okay, I'll add it to my list, and I know I'll never get to it. You yeah. know, I'm, just, I'm interested. You just lose the habit of doing it, and it just you don't miss it. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I still have a few TV shows that you know that I that I catch, but I mean, it's like one or two. Yeah, it's nice. I have a lot more time to do other things. And I don't want everybody to feel guilty. I'm just no. this is how I, this is how I been able to erase a lot of my um, uh, wasted time. I, I used to do a lot of things that I had to get rid of whenever I went to get my master's because you don't have time. And um, it just became a habit that I, I was able to drop. 
All right. Well, if there's, uh, I think that's probably about it for now anyway. Um, uh, just over an hour. Just over an hour. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thank Talk you for joining us. <laughs> I appreciate it. And then from time to time, I'm going to send you a, a, a blog that'll say, here's our newest updates. Here's the latest releases. And I'd appreciate if you just at least keep your audience up to date and say, hey, that Gorilla Skepticism Wikipedia project, look what they've done. Look at this. Oh, my gosh. And just announce it. I'd appreciate it. I would it. be happy to do that. And and I meant it. I mean, you're welcome back. I mean, if there's stuff you want to give people updates about, if you want to send us you know, a little you know, audio snippets or something to throw in there, or if you just want us to mention a page, we will do that. Absolutely. Well, don't, don't be too generous because I will take advantage of you because I'm a pushy kind of person. Well, I can also, I can say no. (laughs) Well, and also let, let us know the next time you are in town. I'd love to have you over at the hub. We, you know, we can have a, um, have you speak to a whole group of people and get some people signed up. Oh my gosh, those poor people who would come and be like a pledge drive. All right, you guys, nobody's leaving this building until you've signed up for Wikipedia. All right, I want all your usernames now. Okay, now what? <laughs> it did kind of start off like an infomercial, right? It's like, okay, what's she selling? How much? Kind of like people tune me out. They go, oh my God, it's a pledge drive. Change the channel, change the channel. <laughs> You know, I don't have any other choice. I don't, you know, and the cool thing, like Kimberly said earlier, this is free. Yeah. That's what D. Grothy says. He says, it doesn't cost anything. They could send me places to lecture and that costs money, obviously, to send me from place to place. But other than that, there's no money involved. So it's so cool. So it's a, it's something everybody can get behind. I don't want your money. I want your time, which is worse. People rather give me yes, money. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I want to watch TV. <laughs> well, are there any costs involved? No. No. Yeah. Internet, your internet. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. That's no great. additional costs. Yeah. Oh, and it's, and think about how knowledgeable you are. One of my new editors, his name is Fred. He's in, um, uh, Virginia, I believe. He, he told me that his kids are getting sick and tired of all the pages he's been working on, all the things he's learned. Cause he, he turns around and goes, Oh my gosh, did you hear this? Did you know this? Cause he keeps learning more things about, you know, science and skepticism and, and, you know, who knows what, but his kids are like, all right, dad. Okay. Already. You know, and I, you know, my son does the same thing. I'm like, check it out. My son Sterling. I'm like, check it out, Sterling. Look what I just did. Look at this. He's like, okay, mom already. He's just so over me. You know, he's like, yeah, mom. All right. I'm like, look, I got another podcast. He's like, yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) You know, he's on first name basis with uh, Phil Plate. You know, and, and, uh, DJ Growth. Everybody knows my son Sterling. He's been to the TAM so many times. He's the one that always carried the JRF pig on his shoulder. And, and it's, I'm like, Sterling, you don't know, understand how awesome it is that you know all these people. Cause yeah, I know they're really awesome, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get, oh, <sighs> yeah. Well, we had a, we got to have, uh, James Randy come out. He was doing a talk up at uh, CU. So we got to go out to dinner with him. Um, but you know, I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He doesn't do a dinner with, with the skeptics, does he? No, uh, but his uh, Wikipedia page has a picture I took of him on there that whoa. he's signing, autographing one of my books. Yeah. Um, yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson, his, he responded to one of my, uh, on my Facebook page one time for something I had done and tagged him and he said something about how awesome it was. So. I don't personally know Neil deGrasse Tyson. I know Phil Plate well, yeah. but um, I don't know Neil. And um, I'm I I need his I need him. I need people like that to push us further. I need you guys podcasts like you guys because you your audience is the people. Right. Those are the people I'm looking for. But you know Neil would be pretty cool to to um, get some attention. I need his tweets. Put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, so um, Rich Orman just released the Skepticamp uh, for Denver. It's going to be in April, what, 27th. And uh, I'm just looking. Rick is presenting at 1023. It's an incredibly yes. specific schedule on skeptical activism in Wikipedia. So yeah. He told me he was going to do that. I told him I was going to talk about him here, and he said he was going to be at the um, doing Skepticamp. And, and um, you know, we love people like that. This is how this project is spreading. It's I, I've gotten... You know, it's growing like like wildfire now in the last year because I've been more aggressive. Actually, since uh, January, I've really become much more aggressive with outreach. And people are just like, oh, my gosh, you're everywhere. I have a new editor just started a couple of days ago. And I said, how did you hear about the project? And he says, you're everywhere. <laughs> he says, I finally gave in. I finally had to relent and just go ahead and, and sign on because every podcast and every blog, and it was just like an, on Facebook and it's like, all right, already. Okay, I'm joining already. Already, it's like the pledge break in. All right, finally, I'll donate. Already, leave me alone. Don't leave me alone. I'm, I just want to go about my life. <laughs> um, Susan, I need you to make sure you send me um any links that you want in the show notes. You know, so make sure that so let's make sure we get all that stuff correct so that people can find you and and we get all that stuff. Okay, it's easy. I'll just give you my blog, and that'll be and and uh, my personal page. Okay, okay, and that's yeah, and that should be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm easy to find on the internet. Susan Gerbic. I am the only one, and I'm all over the internet, so you should be able to find me easily. Yep. And well, you've got a YouTube account. You upload videos occasionally. Oh yeah, I have lots of videos, and a lot of them are interviews by. Um, I've got a bunch of James Randi videos, um, and um, Ray Hyman is another really dear friend of mine. He doesn't get the publicity that um, James Randi does because he doesn't have an organization. They do Skeptic Camp. And not Skeptic Camp, Skeptic Toolbox in uh, yeah. Eugene, Oregon in August. I would really, really, really tell your listeners if if there's one conference you can make and you can't make TAM, then the second one you should go to Skeptic, uh, Skeptics Toolbox in Eugene, Oregon. You will get personalized attention by your by the faculty. These people who are uh, leading it are amazing: James Alcott, Lauren Payne, Chris, Harriet Hall, Ray Hyman. They'll learn your name. They'll sit down to lunch, dinner, breakfast with you every day that you're there and they they're so amazing these people and they just they're under overlooked you know what i mean and um they're incredible but one of the things we do is to support edits that i make to wikipedia like um oh god uh, let's see if i can do this fast uh lauren pancras thought he had the first donor card medical donor card he believed he had it and of course there's no documentation for that so what happened is when I was writing Lauren Pinkris's uh, Wikipedia page, I had him do a video that said, I have what I think is the first medical donor card. And here's the reason why I think it's the first. And here's it's it's kept in the Eugene, Oregon. Uh, it's it's at a library somewhere and you can see it. It's on display. And so when he came up with a video that said that, then I can turn around and cite that back on Wikipedia because it's it's a video I created with him talking about his um, donor card. And because it's coming out of his mouth, you know, he's saying it and he's not making the claim that I know it is. He's saying, I think it is. Then we're able to recite it. So that video is something that I created. And I do that all the time with people, especially in the past, who don't have the documentation to prove some of the things that we, can, we would normally prove, you know, with just going to a website. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, well, anyway. I, I don't know. It kind of sounds like you're making up data there. Yeah, but it's coming out of – no, Lauren Pancras. Is oh, <laughs> right. I'm not saying it. Lauren is making 
statement and I'm just documenting that he's saying it and then I can cite it. And if somebody has a problem with it, they can say, hey, wait a minute. No, I have the first donor card and here's why. Well, then they can come up with a video and they can then, you know, I can say on the Wikipedia page, Lauren Pinkritz thought he did, but it's actually the first person is X person who has it and here's their evidence for it. So it's a way of just kind of record scope. Uh-huh. We think outside of the box here in Salinas, California, okay? You know? <laughs> not trained in the subtleties. I'm, I'm just, you know, let's figure out a way of making things happen. We got to wrap it up there. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. For more information about the Amateur Skeptics, go to AmateurSkeptics.com. To send us feedback, suggestions, or big flaming insults, feel free to contact us at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. Other contact information can be found on our website. You can leave a voicemail for the Amateur Skeptics Podcast at 720-295-7785. Music for this podcast was provided by OFM. To find out more about OFM, go to myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. This podcast is released under Creative Commons, no derivatives, 3.5 license. Thank you for listening to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast. Amateur Skeptics website, Facebook, and podcast album art is provided by and copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture. Larger prints or custom pieces are available upon request. 